We're ready to go then. Thank Yay! You. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. I have to start backwards. Um, why did we dedicate the movie to Robin Williams uh, or in his memory? Um, well, Robin was a mentor of mine. Uh, we both started stand-up comedy um, in San Francisco. Um, so when I was 20 and broke in that scene in 1978, he was already a made man from Morgan Mindy. And, and um, he was a great, great mentor and a friend, um, appearing in one of my HBO specials out of generosity uh, in, a, in a film sketch piece. Um, and over the years, had just really been tremendous uh, friend and, and mentor, as I've said. So when I was uh, filming, we had to make a shooting schedule. Mm-hmm. So we had to lock into four consecutive five-day weeks, uh, knowing if whoever was available during those exact four consecutive five-day weeks, that's who we would get. Um, and whoever was available, we got. So when we started shooting, we had 25 people scheduled, locked in, and I was thrilled. 25 people on average an hour, 25 hours for a 90-minute film, I should be in great shape. And as we continued shooting, people kept saying yes, and we kept adding them to the shooting schedule. By the end, we had over 60, almost 70 hours of film. Now I had too much, but thrilled. Of course, along that journey, there were many people who just weren't available, um, Robin being one of them. And so we spoke on the phone during filming on two different occasions for almost an hour each time, during which I knew he was shooting his TV show, a one-camera film show, which means 12 to 14-hour days, five days a week, all of those consecutive four, four weeks that I was shooting. And there was just no physical way for him to be in the film, which is frustrating for both of us, which is why I think he was on the phone with me for almost an hour uh, both times, because he wanted me to know how much he wanted to be in the film, how much it meant to him that I was doing this particular topic, um, and spoke a great deal about his own um, journey and, and, and misery and, and happiness and life and all, all of those things that long-time friends and whatnot talk about. It was very, very uh, comforting to him, I felt, during the conversations, but also to me that my, one of my mentors, one of my few mentors, was uh, happy for me and proud of me and all of those things. Then while I was editing, he passed away, and mm. my producers asked if I wouldn't be interested in taking a little crew and going around to some of the people in the movie and and asking and shooting some new footage, basically asking them how they felt about Rob, Robin's passing. And I, I felt very strongly that that would have been taking advantage of a horrible situation. It would have been very manipulative and also not germane, believe it or not, to what the film ultimately was, which was a celebration of um, the people on camera whose honest, honesty and truth and stories and lives and suffering and misery was focused on. We, we touched on a few people in the film who had passed, either by name or in brief, but it was not going to focus on the fallen soldiers. Um, it was going to focus on the, the surviving 
uh, people. So it became a no-brainer for me to dedicate the film to him, really out of loving memory and respect, as I say. Let me ask you this. Um, I'm just curious, did you... Did you tape the phone conversations with Robin? And then if you did, did you think about using the audio of, of what you talked about? I didn't tape them um, because they really were conversations between two friends. And, gotcha. And, yeah, the same. I mean, I, first I was um, taking the calls to talk further about his scheduling and when we might be able to do it. And then as the conversations continued and grew in length, and depth and meaning, I just took them to heart and will take them to my grave in terms of their timeliness and, and importance to me and, and the process uh, while I was shooting, not knowing of his soon-to-be demise, but just that he had taken the time with me on the phone instead of taking five minutes to say, I can't do it, to spend that kind of time talking about it. May enriched the experience for me, and that's ultimately what I got from it. Were there any signs while you were speaking to him that he was miserable? I mean, were, was there any knowledge? Well, people, who, people who knew him knew that he suffered from a form of clinical depression most of his life. Yeah. So there were no revelations in that regard in the phone, though. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, sure. What other comedians did you want to get, for instance, that were not available? Well, listen, as I said, I had four consecutive five-day weeks to shoot, so whoever was available is who we got. And the fact that we got over 60 is the, is the miracle. So in terms of who I didn't get, you know, there were a lot. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Yeah. How did you decide, Kevin, on what sort of topics that you wanted to cover, aside from the fact that, you know, we all know that a lot of comedians are very serious in real life, and that's why it was such a poignant topic to, to talk about. More than them being serious was, who are these people that choose to be the center of attention for a profession? Who are, what, what kind of person needs to be rejected or loved their entire life, often seeking that in the public eye? America's number one fear above death is public speaking. Really? When did you discover that? <laughs> That's a statistic that's been around for years and years. Okay, um, yeah. And you only need to ask 100 people to find out <laughs> that, it, that, it, that it's a, a truth and a constant. Yeah. Um, I, in the film, I briefly talk about how children suffer from what I call, hey, look at me disease. Because they're children, they need attention. And clearly adults suffer from, hey, look at me, otherwise Facebook wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar company. This is true. Yeah. So I was very curious as to the type of person that needs and wants and ultimately suffers from, hey, look at me, as a, as a career, as a, as a life devoted to acceptance and appreciation, affirmation, uh, uh, you know, validation. It's one thing to seek that from your friends, but to seek it from total strangers sitting in the darkness. And that's a special kind of disease, isn't it? Oh yeah, I used to um, back in the back in the day. Um, I used to cover comedians. Um, I wrote for a magazine called Rant, Rave. Rave. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know it. Yep. So I met Jerry Seinfeld when he was first coming up, and Mario Joyner, and I palled around with all these guys until four o'clock in the morning and didn't know how they did it. 
(laughs) What's the drive behind it if there is so much rejection? Well, uh, the same way that Jimmy Fallon in the film talks about the drug of being on stage. To get on stage and not just entertain a room full of strangers, but to control what happens during that hour. I think it's the control more than anything, more than the, the sound of the laughter or the confirmation that what you think is is considered f- funny by others, too. Um, I think it's, you know, at some point in a performer's trajectory, you have to develop the ability to control the ebb and flow. Let's say you're doing 20 minutes or an hour, and that sense of controlling a room full of uh, strangers laughing at the exact moment you want them to, listening and just listening in silence at the exact moment you want them to. And you've created these moments and you know when they're coming, just like as if it were a play. Um, and But you're standing alone and there's no other actors on stage and there's no um, lighting cues. That sense of control that you've created and, and succeeded at accomplishing is a drug that doesn't exist in life. Interesting. Do you also have ambitions to be on stage uh, like your friend Larry David these days? (laughs) It's interesting you mentioned him in particular. Um, (laughs) I am am forever uh, thrilled for his success because I I started out around the same time, myself on the West Coast, him on the East Coast, but but knew that um, he had the the thoughts and 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 writing skills of a of a great comic, but didn't know if he if he wanted to be in the spotlight and or had you know he saw in sixty minutes and I asked him on my chat show too about the legendary story of him going on stage and just looking at the audience and saying, I don't think so, and then walking off. (laughs) Um, You know, this was a guy who may not have been destined to be in the spotlight, and it might have been more of a chore for him to be in the spotlight. So while I'm thrilled for his now historical Broadway run, um, that is the last thing that I want to do. (laughs) Yeah, I've been offered a few Broadway runs, and, and... Usually a nine-month run or six months. And I just know the first couple months would be absolute heaven on earth. But then it would catch up with me that I'm saying the same words in the same order, eight shows a week. And even though the art of it is about making each performance different and fresh and new, I'm not that kind of performer. And it would become very, very uh, tiresome and feel like a job for me and my, my work ethic and abilities. So... Um, if I could get a solid six-week run, I'm, I'm in. There you go. Yeah. Are you going to be seeing a fish in the dark? I know there are no tickets, but, hey, you know Larry, so there you go. I, I do know Larry, he, and he wanted to talk with me about being in the play, actually. Um, but, again, I, I just I can't do it. Uh, I, I won't have any time this trip. No, no evening or matinee time free, but um, I would, I would, it's one of my absolute goals and plans to see it before it finishes its run with him anyway. Now, here you are at uh, Tribeca Film Festival. Have you run into Christopher Walken by any chance? I haven't seen him yet. I mean, I've <laughs> seen him in the past. We've spent time I, when I, when he was on Broadway uh, handing in Spokane. I, 
I went and loved it and spoke with him in his dressing room afterwards. And yeah, we've, we've spent time together. Do you ever like feel the need or the desire to do these people for them? I think it's a terrible idea to do it for them um, unless they ask for it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the truth is, doing an impersonation is a parlor trick. If 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 I if I can come up with someone that I know you love, and I can recreate them in front of you, I'm actually stealing the affection you have for the actual person. It's a bit of a parlor trick in that regard. So if the actual person is there, there's no trick to be had. There's the uh, the man behind the curtain stands before you. So yeah, it's never a good idea, and they rarely think it sounds like them. You know. Have you before like? Done it for but, them, uh, but there's been a few. There's been a few positive ones like Alan Arkin, William Shatner, and Christopher Walken. All absolutely love my impression of them, and I've done it for them, with them, in front of people. Just the two of us. Been the absolute boys. I, I wrote about all of those experiences actually in a, a book I finally put out called "How I Slept My Way to the Middle." Oh, I want to read that. It's available in all the various ways one can get and read a book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all those stories are in there. How I slept my way to the middle. That's cute. <laughs> but they just gave me the wrap-up sign in my face. Here. Okay. Well, go, go, go. And um, such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for your interest. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.